Welcome to Britt David Podcast, as Pastor Tim continues his verse-by-verse study of 2 Timothy, with a message entitled, How to Handle Hard Times, from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 8 through 13. We all go through hard times, difficult days, but how do you handle it? A Christian surely should face life's hardships differently than an unbeliever. In this message, Paul gives us six encouragements on how to handle hard times. Here's Pastor Tim. I invite you to take your Bible tonight. Turn with me to 2 Timothy, chapter number 2. 2 Timothy, chapter 2. I would remind you that as Paul writes this final letter of his, he's writing it to young Timothy, a young pastor who has just taken over for the last, maybe for the last three years, has been the pastor of the church in Ephesus. And Paul is giving him some of that wisdom that only comes from long-tenured ministry, things that a young pastor may need to know as he faces new duties and he faces new struggles. It seems as if Timothy is a little bit, uh, maybe not Timothy, but Timidity or something like that because he seems to be a little timid as, uh, as he approaches ministry. And so Paul is giving him reason to, uh, to be confident, to be strong as a leader in that particular church. One of the things that he will talk to Timothy at length about are the difficult times that Timothy will face because he's going to face some of those. Paul knows that. Paul's been through those things himself, and he knows that those very times are coming for Timothy. In fact, you know that this is Paul's final letter, that he writes it in prison. He's not going to leave that prison. In fact, he will be executed uh, following the writing of this letter. But following the writing of this letter, it's not going to be long before Timothy himself is arrested and begins to put into practice all of the things that Paul has taught him, maybe some of the things that he's taught him in these few verses that we look at tonight. When we get down to verse number 8, we begin to turn our attention towards hard times or difficult days. We begin to look at those because we know that we all experience, on whatever level where we are, we have some level of difficulties that we have to face, and we need to know how to handle them. It's only going to be here. I mean, it's, all, it's always going to be here. We're always going to have some difficulties that we have to face, and we need to know how to do that properly. And so Paul tells Timothy in this passage tonight how to handle hard times. In fact, if you'll look with me in verse number 10, or I'm sorry, in verse number 8 where we begin, it begins with the word, remember. Now, over the course of the last couple of messages, I've, I've spoken to you about, uh, you know, about some of this Greek grammar that's in here. There is an emphatic position for words to find themselves in. And, and that emphatic position tells us that this is where the emphasis goes. This is what Paul is really trying to get across. We saw it in verse number 1 and we saw it in verse number 3 where Paul takes the typical way of saying, therefore... You need to do this. Instead, turning it around and saying, you therefore. In other words, he's pointing the finger directly at Timothy, making sure that Timothy understands that the directive toward him is where Paul's emphasis lies. This word remember that we have in the very, it's the very first word in my translation of verse number eight is that word that's in that emphatic position. So what Paul wants to get across to Timothy is, in these difficult times, in these hard days that you may face, 
One of the tools that you have is your own memory. You need to remember. And I don't know about you, but when I begin to think about, okay, I'm going to hear a message on how to handle hard times, remembering is probably not going to be one of the things that I I expect to find in that list. I expect to find battle. I expect to find preparation. I expect to find uh, evaluation of the of the circumstances that I find myself in. Remembrance is probably not one of the things that will come to my mind, and yet that's the primary issue in Paul's mind as he writes this. Not only is the word remember emphatic, the word remember is an imperative. So what he's saying is, Timothy, you must do this. If you're going to handle hard times, if you're going to endure difficult days, then there are some things that you must remember. Why would he say that? Why would that be at the top of his list? Because the battle that the devil wages is primarily a battle of your mind. If he can get into your mind, then he's going to get into your heart. If he can get into your heart, then that's where your words come from. If he can get into your heart, that's where your actions come from. If he can get into your heart, that's where your very motivation comes from. So the battle of the mind is a very real battle that the devil wages as he tries to maybe take you away take you away from faithfulness, take you away from your church family, take you away from your own family. Whatever battle it is that he's trying to wage is oftentimes going to be a battle that takes place in your mind. So your battleground then is drawn to that very same spot. If that's where the enemy is, then that's where the battle's going to take place. And you have to be ready to do that. I'm ready for, you know, I'm ready for battle. I'm ready for some ABCs and some one, two, threes. I'm ready for some do's and some don'ts. That's not where the battle begins. The battle begins in my mind and in my heart. And so Paul says, remember. As we go through this passage, that word remember as that emphatic imperative is going to carry through six different encouragements. Six different things, really, that you need to remember without him ever having to repeat the word. I want to share those six with you today, tonight. Number one, to handle hard times, remember that Jesus is unbeatable. Remember that Jesus is unbeatable. You may feel like the situation that you're in or the circumstances that have defined your hard times, that those things are too big for you, that you're overwhelmed by them, that it feels like something that is unbeatable. Well, your circumstances aren't unbeatable, but Jesus is. And so you see in verse number 8, he says, remember that Jesus Christ, that's where you want to remember, right? That's where your focus needs to be. Your focus cannot be on your problems. Focus cannot be on answers that you think that you have come up with or that you've read somewhere. Your focus can't be on people. It can't be on popularity. It can't be on anything else that you want your mind to be stayed upon. Our minds have to be focused on Jesus and what he is doing in the midst of those difficulties. The writer of Hebrews tells us that we are to fix our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. The the prophet Isaiah says, he gives perfect peace to those whose mind is stayed upon him. So if you keep your focus on Jesus, there's a promise for peace, And there are promises for answers that are going to come. 
So keep your eyes focused exactly where they need to be. Keep them focused on Jesus. And what Paul says in this verse, there are two specific ways that I'm to remember Jesus. Look at what he says. He says, first of all, remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David. So I'm to remember that he is a descendant of David. (laughs) I don't know what you're thinking in your mind, but I know what I'm thinking when I'm going through this message. I'm thinking, how in the world is that supposed to help me? What difference? I mean, you know, I mean, okay, he's a descendant of David. That's, that's great. That's wonderful. And I know that it fits into prophecy and, and all those things. But how is that supposed to help me in my difficulties that I face today? In two specific ways. Number one, it reminds me that Jesus is human. 100% human. He's been through every temptation that you have been through. He's had those very same temptations. He's been through every kind of struggle and has come out on top every time. If somebody wrote a New York Times bestseller, how to overcome problems, and you know that they have gone through some of the things that you struggle with, man, the first thing we want to do is run out there and grab their book and read it and find out how did they overcome what I struggle with. Well, know this, Jesus has overcome what you struggle with. He is human. He has faced all of those things. And then the fact that he is the descendant of David also reminds me not only that he's human, but that he is the promised king. He is the fulfillment of prophecy. So so something that started way before my life ever began, God began with a seed in that Old Testament. Worked it all the way through the Old Testament, all the way through the New Testament, all the way through to my day today, and will continue it on until the Lord comes back. If he has fulfilled prophecy, and he has perfectly, don't you think then that he will fulfill all prophecy? That tells me that he is reliable, that I can trust him. He's 100% man and been through everything that I've been through. And I can absolutely trust him in this situation and in every situation that I find myself in. (laughs) He's unbeatable. So there are two things that I'm supposed to remember about Jesus. One is that he is the descendant of David. But notice what the rest of verse number 8 says. He's of the seed of David. And remember that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead according to my gospel. So I'm also to remember not only that he's a descendant of David, but that he was raised from the dead. Well, how's that supposed to help me? (laughs) Well, if if remembering that he's the descendant of David reminds me that he's 100% human, knowing that he's been raised from the dead reminds me that he's 100% God. He is the infinite God-man. Not only does he face the trials of life successfully, He is is in charge of all of those things of life. You know, we sing the song about him having the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. Why? Because he's God. He is not only the creator, he is the sustainer of all things. And that helps me when I go through those difficulties. You know what else helps me to remember that he's been risen from the dead? It is that he's, if he's been raised from the dead, I'm going to be raised from the dead. This isn't the end. 
This is, this is not all there is to it. Let's say that the situation that you find yourself in, it's a hard situation. It is hard times. It's difficult days. And let's say this is the one that takes you out. It's not the end. It's not through with you. The best is still to come. You had not seen anything yet as far as what he has planned for you. But listen, you're not going to endure those difficult days if you don't keep your focus on him. It's easy to get distracted, isn't it? Ask Peter. Well, he's standing out there on the water, and one of the greatest miracles that you'll find anywhere in all of the Gospels. <laughs> and yet he took his eyes off Jesus. And what happened? He began to sink, didn't he? Keep your eyes on Jesus. Remember that Jesus is unbeatable. Number two, to handle hard times, you also need to remember that God's word is unstoppable. God's word is unstoppable. Notice at the end of verse number eight, which Paul writes, and he says that, that all of this that I'm to remember is according to my gospel the good news of Jesus Christ, the Word of God. And then he continues that thought in verse number 9 when he says, for which I suffer. What's the which? The which is the gospel, right? So he's saying, I am suffering for the sake or for the cause of the gospel. But he says this, for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer. In other words, they've pinned a title on him that does not belong. I mean, Paul could be like many of us and simply say, you know what, the hard times I'm facing, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Here I am, <laughs> minding my own business, trying to live life. I, I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention to who I am. I'm paying attention to my relationship with God. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, and yet all of this trouble still befalls me. It's just not fair, right? Paul says, because of the gospel... I suffer this trouble. I'm going through hard times. I'm going through difficult days. And people consider me to be an evildoer, even to the point of chains. So it's not just that you feel sorry for yourself because you go through difficult times. Paul has been chained because of the difficulties that, he is, that he's facing. Notice what he says. He's been put in chains, but the Word of God is not chained. The Word of God is unstoppable. You can't stop it, no matter what. Listen, there has not been a book that has been attacked more than the Bible. For years and years and generations and centuries, people have attacked the Bible. They've attacked the Bible when it comes to the story of Jonah. They've attacked the Bible when it comes to the story of creation. They've attacked the Bible when it comes to the resurrection of Jesus. And they've certainly attacked the Bible when it comes to the second coming of Jesus. But all of those things have proven themselves to be true and will prove themselves to be true. And all the attacks that the Bible has undergone, it still remains the number one bestseller of all time. Why is that? Because it endures forever. That's what Peter said, right? In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 25, he says, The word of the Lord endures forever. You can't have endurance without difficulties. You can't have endurance without attacks. And the Bible has seen plenty of those through the years and still remains the book of books. In fact, I like a, um, I, I had a, 
uh, a preacher that I admire, Adrian Rogers, he preached a whole message just simply on the Bible, and I will give you in a very short version what his whole outline was. This is it, all right? The Bible is the old-time book. It is. It's the old-time book. It's old. This is an old book. Takes us all the way back to the very beginning. Takes us back to some of those verses before written history even begins. It takes us back to things that we never would have known if it had not been for the revelation of God. Written over hundreds and hundreds of years. Written by 40 different men. The Bible is the old time book. Secondly, it's the new time book. It's not just the old time book, it's the new time book. It is a timeless book to where you don't, we don't have to try to make the Bible relevant. You know, that's, that is not my job. My job is not to try to make the Bible relevant to your situation. The Bible is relevant to your situation. I don't have to try to make it. It already is. It's everything that you need. When I was talking to a friend of mine this past week, we were talking about, we were talking about youth ministry and we were talking about old times, you know, and uh, we were talking about how uh, this story that I've shared with you before, this, uh, this little teenage girl came up to me because we had been talking at length about how to have a quiet time and what, what difference that makes in your life, you know, and she came up to me and she said, Brother Tim, I'm so excited. She said, it's, it's like God knows what I'm going through. <laughs> well, duh. You know why? Because it's the new time book. It's not just the old time book. It's not just the new time book. It's the any time book. Anytime. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter whether you're going through good times or bad times. Doesn't matter whether the times are easy or the times are hard. Doesn't matter whether you're looking into it for encouragement or you're looking into it for solace. Doesn't matter. Anytime is a good time to be in your Bible. It's not just the old time book. It ain't just a new time book. It ain't just any time book. It's the every time book. Every situation that you find yourself in, the answer's in the Bible. Everywhere. Everywhere you look, you're going to see Jesus. Everywhere you look, you're going to see God's hand. Everywhere you look, you're going to see the plan of God being unfolded like a flower that blossoms right in front of you. You begin to see yourself. You begin to see direction. You begin to see everything that God has in store for you when you read your Bible. The very best thing that you can do for yourself is spend time in God's Word every single day. You know why? Because God's Word is unstoppable. Paul might be chained, but the Word of God is not going to be chained. Join us tomorrow as Pastor Tim continues his verse-by-verse study of 2 Timothy. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BrittDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.